How does the song go? Do 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 do. No. What's the the music? Um. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um. I can't believe James Cameron wrote that. I mean, John James Cameron. James Cameron. Oh my god. What? It's like I was like, oh, we make we make a lot of James Cameron jokes of like, is this a bit? Yeah. How do no, I get I, on in I'm, on a bit? I'm got James Cameron on my mind because I keep talking about him in those Spider Man blank check podcasts because yes, he wanted to he wanted to direct Spider Man. As you guys know, I don't know how to start the podcast yet, so we'll either start with misidentifying the composer of Halloween and director and director, even though his name's above the title. Um, <laughs> James Cameron, James oh, Cameron's Halloween, uh, yeah, Jim Jimmy Cams. <laughs> Or something like, welcome to Late to the Movies. My name is Ben Holden. This is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Each week, we'll pick a movie that I or a guest hadn't seen before and really should have by now. This week, we are kicking off Halloween in June with the eponymous film of the theme of the month, Halloween. John Carpenter's Halloween, 1978. All month long, Halloween in June means that we will be talking about low-budget horror movies. I couldn't find a fun way to make an acronym of low-budget horror movies, so I'm just saying it's Halloween in June, and we'll all know what that means, and we're starting with Halloween, so it works. L-B-H-H. L-B-H. There's a J in there. There should be a J in there. Low-budget horror movies. Oh, Oh, there's no J. Got here. So I was still on Halloween in June. <laughs> I did miss them though. <laughs> oh no! Before we talk about uh, the night that evil came home, have you guys seen anything fun recently? Ooh, no, oh. I've seen nothing. All right. Um, it's, well, Greg is very lazy. He doesn't do his homework at all. I never do my homework ever. I went with you to see everything, everywhere, all at once. That yep. was pretty good. And uh, I where was my invite? <laughs> you were you definitely, definitely were invited. invited, yeah. Yeah, I probably said no, right? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Next time, <laughs> Next time, keep inviting me. Um, and the only other thing I've watched that isn't a rerun is I watched the first episode of Kenobi today, just yeah, yeah. Where as we're recording, both that and Stranger Things season four came out today. Yeah, I got no plans for tomorrow but to watch that in the second episode of Kenobi. Yep. First Fair episode enough. is good, but uh So are are they they did two episodes of Kenobi are out right now? Yeah, they okay. did they did two at once. Um my biggest question though is gonna be because this is ten years after Star Wars mm-hmm. and then New Hope is presumably about ten years after that because Luke's around like twenty or so. I think he's eighteen, but whatever, we'll give him a ten years. And Ewan McGregor has not aged at all. He yeah. looks exactly the same. So all of a sudden he's he has gotta to get become, real old. <laughs> yeah, the joke I've seen online is, well, you know, what sun damage can do to your skin. Now imagine yeah. if there's two suns. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting maybe Palpatine gets him before the end of the series and does his weird <laughs> <laughs> aging lightning. <laughs> he's, he's just like, well, that's it for me. We've all had fun here. And as he goes to leave the room, Palpatine jumps out of the shadows and age lightnings him. That's it. <laughs> that's a call. Spoilers. <laughs> I watched two different movies about men. Uh, one was Men uh, by Alex Garland. 
I watched that actually last since we recorded the last episode, so I didn't mess up that time. Uh, good movie, very divisive. I can see why people don't like it. I don't recommend it, but I liked it. <laughs> okay, wow. Uh, Alex Garland just takes huge freaking swings. It's only his third movie he's directed, but he's written a bunch of movies. He started as a novelist. And his stuff is always really weird. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. This has a lot of both. And it stars Jesse Buckley, who I love. It is a really interesting screen presence. Um, she was just nominated yeah. for supporting actor for Lost Daughter. She works with really interesting directors and takes on really tough roles in which she is not necessarily like a likable person. Um, not saying that this is or isn't one of those, but... Uh, just interesting stuff. And just visually, it does some stuff that I've not seen in a, on a movie screen before. And I don't know if I ever want to again. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. And the other film about men I watched was the new Chippendale Rescue Rangers on Disney+. Plus. Nice. Which is... <laughs> Are you about to tell me that that movie kicked ass? <laughs> uh, solid B. <laughs> um it's weird. It's basically a Lonely Island film. It's essentially John Mulaney and Andy Samberg doing buddy cop shtick. Oh, that's amazing. I'm going to watch that immediately. Uh, directly aimed at we are maybe the youngest people who would enjoy this movie and anyone more than five or six years older than us are the oldest people who would enjoy this movie. Because it's just like, not to say it's like completely 90s kids only, but maybe like late 80s and early 90s kids only. <laughs> Um, when I went to watch Kenobi today, I saw that that was up there. I was like, oh shit, a new Chippendale. I might watch that. I love them as a kid. So like, yeah, now, now they're irreverent and they got old and edgy, but it's like, <laughs> okay, not exactly what I, I wanted. Know. It's pretty good. <laughs> they both, are they depressed? Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Solve another goddamn case, Chip. You haven't been pulling your weight around here and the rents do. Well, they had a falling out, actually, so they haven't seen each other for a while. Uh, wow. Uh, but yeah, neither is happy with the direction their lives have gone. True 90s kids. <laughs> Two questions. One, why would Disney pay money to have this on their surface? Because <laughs> I don't think kids will like it. I really don't. Um, there's an extended, very funny bit about ugly Sonic. If you remember the first trailer for Sonic yeah. the movie came out and everyone was like this burn it with fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that version of Sonic is in this movie, not a Disney character um, played by, well, voiced by Tim Robinson from, I think you should leave, which again, kids aren't into like absurdist sketch comedy. I don't think, but I am. So it was good for me. Uh, I, I liked it. Uh, so yeah, it's just like that. It's just very weird. Um, sounds like an amazing movie. <laughs> uh, so trans transferring, transitioning so to Transformers, the movie <laughs> we all watched. So transformering into the night that evil came home. Both of you guys hadn't seen this film before. Is that correct? Yeah. I've, I had never seen this. Okay. I have only seen it for the first time last fall when the aforementioned blank check was covering all of John Carpenter's films, uh, a director that I like a lot, but I am a coward. So I hadn't seen too many of his horror movies until then. So this will be a fun one. I do want to say off the top that podcast, for instance, has a three plus hour long episode about Halloween and where it fits into the continuum of American horror 
and why it's important to filmmaking at large and all of that stuff. There's literal books you can read about Halloween. There's several documentaries. There's that episode of the movies that made us on Netflix right now you can watch. There's plenty of places that you can get like encyclopedic knowledge about the movie. So I'm saying that now to let us off the hook, to not feel too pressured to mention every little piece of the production fun facts that we could. Um, Because I'm more curious as what you guys thought about seeing a legitimate iconic movie, a word that I never have used before on the podcast Mm -hmm. uh, after not having seen it before. Who wants to give us a one-minute summary of Halloween? Sorry, John Carpenter's Halloween. All right, I think I can do this. Uh, So let me know when I got my minute. Yeah, whenever. All right. So movie starts off. You got like a POV first-person shooter kind of view going on of uh, a girl engaging in premarital sex. So that's a no-no. And then, uh, you know, it goes through the whole thing. They follow him around. A uh, little kid ends up killing the girl after the boyfriend leaves, gets sent to a sane asylum. Movie kind of picks up from there. Doctors go into the sane asylum. There's patients just roaming the yards. And he's got a call, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Michael Myers has escaped. He's the incarnation of pure evil. Drives back. He drives back, steals the car, goes to the hometown. And then uh, it's the same thing all over again. You got the the kids that are babysitting. He's stalking people. He does a couple murders. They try to murder him back. He does not take too kindly to being murdered. And uh, he just gets up and leaves. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. What did you guys know about Halloween? What did you know about the movie or Michael Myers or... The funniest thing, this is like a 45-year-old, like, super iconic slasher film. And I knew, like, nothing about this movie. I knew, like... I know who Michael Myers is. I know he wears the mask, um, and he's just—it's just a slasher film. But I think I knew like nothing about like I didn't have any spoilers for this movie. Like I, I'm, I, I think it's because it's not really about the plot so much as the, like that the feeling you get watching this movie and like the the whole vibe of the thing is more what it's about than its actual story. So I really didn't know like anything about this movie. It doesn't really have that much of a plot. So I I don't think that, you don't like, I don't know what people would spoil for you. Like exactly. Michael Myers kills people. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) You're pretty much aware of who he's going to. So I didn't know that literally like it must've been half the movie is him just being like, just stalking them. Just walking Mm -hmm. around. Yeah. Did not know that. And I really, really liked that. Yes, it is. Yeah, he's just he's just around. You he's see him in the in the background of every scene, almost. Basically, every scene. Um, and this time watching it, what struck me was even once shit starts going down, Lori, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Lori Strode, she doesn't know until about fifteen minutes before the end credits. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she. When literally not until she goes into the bedroom across the street and sees Annie on the bed with Judith Myers' headstone, finds Bob, finds Linda, walks back out. There's, I'm going to try not to say iconic every time I speak, but that iconic shot of her next to the door frame and then the light just undims a little bit and you see Michael Myers. She doesn't know about him until that exact second. 
Yeah. And I, I should have checked the time code, but I imagine, so this is a uh, 89 minutes, including credits. That has to be minute 70 at the earliest. Yep. Yeah. Around there. So, yeah. There's definitely less than 30 minutes left on the movie when she finally saw him. Yeah. 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 There was not much left. It's uh it's a, it's a really cool structure. It is tight as a fucking drum. And one great thing about John Carpenter he does not overstay his welcome. There's no epilogue. There's no denouement. You don't see Lori the next day at school at that dance or whatever. There's no like principal and up on stage saying, oh, be these people who lives lost, whatever. So They're just movies over. I Here's knew so, so little about this movie that it was a good like 30, 40 minutes in before I was like, this this dance isn't tonight. I was like, this dance is tomorrow. I'm, I'm never going to see this yeah, dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because there, there's a lot of business with who's going with who to the dance, and you're never going to see the dance. There's, there's a lot going on about like them talking about the dance and stuff, and like I was a little confused at first. I thought that dance was like tonight, and I was like, like oh, dance. I was like, yeah, like so. I thought I was going to get to see the dance. I was like, or, and then eventually I was like, wait, no, the dance is tomorrow. I was like, I'm, I'm we're not getting into tomorrow. There's no way this dance is not in this Halloween. Movie. Yeah. Uh, if you want to know what happens tomorrow, Halloween too. It's the next day. Yep. Oh. <laughs> interesting yeah um and currently didn't happen in the current david gordon green halloween 2018 and halloween kills 2021 halloween 2 didn't happen it was just halloween and then this there's at least three there might be four separate tracks of halloween continuity not all of them acknowledge halloween 2 for some reason i was about none of them acknowledge halloween 3 only one of them acknowledges four, five, and six. <laughs> I thought you were about to like tell me that all the Halloweens, like, because I was impressed that I was like, I can't believe two's the next day. You're gonna be like, yeah, the the most recent one. It was only one week later. They're all in the course of like a week. That <laughs> yeah, would be insane. I would They're all the that. next day. They tried to replicate the structure. Halloween 2018, uh, the sequel Halloween Kills, which just came out last year, is literally is the day after Halloween 2018. <laughs> Because they tried to like replicate the structure. It also takes place a lot in a hospital, just like Halloween 2 did. Even though in this movie, Halloween 2 didn't happen. We we shouldn't be talking about the convoluted Halloween canon yet. Or maybe at all. We need to get into the canon. Um it's just the fun fact. But yes. Uh yeah, that's 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 funny. No, you're not seeing that dance. Yep. No, it took me a while to realize, like, oh, I'm definitely not seeing this fucking dance. I um I love this movie. This movie is so fucking good. <laughs> so I like never bothered to see this because I was like, oh, I don't care. For, like, I- I'm just n- not into like the slasher films in general. You know what I mean? Very I, little blood. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's not there's no gore at all. They like they don't show you anything because they don't even barely sh- like, uses the knife. He just likes to choke people. He likes yeah, to he choke people. Mostly chokes. You'd never see a knife wound. No. Except that like scratch that Lori gets. Yeah. They mention like the dog he killed and apparently was eating, but like they, ne- they don't show you anything, nope. which they definitely would show you that mangled dog in any movie today. For yeah. sure. You'd get some really fucked up mangled looking dog. When he like yeah. chokes it out, you just see a shot of it's like rear leg going limp, but yep. you don't even see it's upper body. Nope. You don't see anything in that scene. Um, yeah, I think they did like, so I'm not usually into the slasher films, but they like, they really nailed it in this one. Like it was really cool. It's 
Okay, so we we're picking it for this month. Low budget horror is made on a budget of three hundred thousand hmm. um, dollars, as often repeated in that Netflix episode of movies that made us on uh, Scotch Ape and Bubblegum oh, by yeah. by John Carpenter, who I love. Um, he's the director who I've seen the most movies by. I've seen thir- only thirteen of his movies. Oh, um, only thirteen. He's he's maybe my favorite director. This is. I think my second or third favorite of his movies. Wow. So yeah, he's just has such an eye for camera movements. He, he loves that Panaglide from Panavision. Yeah. I think they said that most of this movie's budget just went to that camera. Yep. Right. Yeah. Which was smart, honestly, because that's what really makes it look like a, like it's a void. real movie. Yeah. You know yes. what I mean? It doesn't look like a cheap movie because you have a nice camera. <laughs> yeah, and it must have been mind-blowing for people, and that's why they start with that showcase, the opening scene that's in the POV of uh, seven, eight-year-old Michael, whatever he is at that point. That opening scene's really cool. Yeah, that holds up. <laughs> yeah. still, it's still really fucking creepy. Yes. Um, I, really creepy. It's really fucking Especially good. when you just see his sleeve grabbing the hand. It's like, what yep. kind of old lady nightgown is this person wearing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. Damn, it's so good, though. I think... Uh, so was this Jamie Lee Curtis's first movie? I believe so. Because she, she came up as introducing Jamie Lee Curtis. So I think she like had that. been... She'd done, like, some TV before. She was on, like, an episode of Columbo. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, she's Janet Lee and Tony Curtis's daughter. Janet Lee stars in Psycho. Uh-huh. Uh, there is maybe just from not showing blood, but also probably on purpose homage to Psycho in that opening scene where you never actually see the knife hit Michael's sister. Yeah. But you, he, he like looks away and then you just see the knife over here. Obviously not within a foot of the actress. Um, <laughs> you just hear the whack, whack, whack. Yeah. Noise. And you never in Psycho, you never see the knife actually hit Janet Lee either. Uh, cool shit. So Yeah. What did you guys think of the movie? Been trying to get better at mentioning up top if we liked it or not. I really liked it, actually. I thought it was really, really good. Um, I don't know how it was back then. I don't know if it's because it's old, but I wasn't particularly scared of any of it. You know what I mean? I, mean, I am like a little wimp usually for horror movies, and I yeah, wasn't like afraid of any of it, but I thought it was really, really good. I think it's more the intention. There's there's a couple things working against watching it for a first time now. I would imagine mm-hmm. um, this is after so seventies horror movies are pretty uh, extreme. A lot of them really go for it. So this is purposely reeling that back in. And as we're going to talk about, maybe soon we'll see, like Steven Spielberg and Jaws. If you don't see a thing, it's scarier. Yeah, you can make it scarier in your mind and when they're making this movie on a shoestring budget you know imagination's free so we're gonna be in the dark a lot <laughs> it's I, gonna be very dark <laughs> the one thing i did know is i know what michael myers looks like obviously ahead of time yeah and it would have been really cool not to know that because you really don't get a good glimpse of him in that mask until i'm trying to think of what scene there's one scene where you finally like get to see it and it is far into this movie because even though he's in the background all the time, he's yeah. only there for a second. His collar's up. Or... His collar's up. Or he's in a car that's moving and he like and it's like kind of shadowy in the car. Like you yeah. don't get to see like 
that mask and that mask is creepy mm. yeah um and so you don't get like a really solid view of it until like he's in that house murdering people at one point they give you like a yeah. a couple solid seconds to look at it so this was just, even before i saw the movie or you know listen to that podcast episode about it um just general like movie trivia stuff did you guys know that that's a mask of william shatner <laughs> I did know that. Yep, yeah, just from general. Movie I was going to ask like yeah. what what the mask was again because I've heard the p- trivia piece before, but I couldn't remember. But yeah. yep, uh, a shaved and spray painted mask of William Shatner, and they you know rounded out the eyes more and stuff. And yeah, I think Shatner was upset about that. But <laughs> you can't oh well. tell. <laughs> oh well, uh, the mask changes throughout the series. I think this is the best looking version of it. There's versions where you can see his eyes that I do not think work at all. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it's much better with it just being black. <laughs> uh, you know, black black eyes, the devil's eyes, as Loomis says. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've gone this far and not mentioned that the opening credits are uh, Donald Pleasance in John Carpenter's Halloween. Did you guys know who Donald Pleasance was? No. Nope. <laughs> okay. nope. That's another thing that I feel like the movie, the the Netflix docuseries is kind of poo-poos is they're like, Erwin Yablans found this struggling actor, Donald Pleasance. It's like, he had already been perhaps the most famous Bond villain of all time. He yeah, was, they showed me the stuff he was in. I was like, oh, wow, he's got like a wicked impressive yeah, resume. Yeah, he was in The Great what, Escape. What he, Bond villain was he? Blofeld. Yeah, I, I didn't know who he was either. Though. I'm like, oh, he's the one they parody. Yeah. I was thinking about Oddball for some reason, but. Odd job. Odd job. He's the one with the hat, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. He's also Asian, I believe. So it's not him. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty positive he's Asian. Yeah, he is, yeah. And he's not a doctor. He's got a really odd job. Yeah. He's, he's just got a kind of strange occupation. Yeah, he does. Uh so he's the big name actor that they hire for this. He's apparently drunk the whole time. <laughs> but uh, he is good when he needs to be, namely that last that last little bit where he does some capital A acting mm-hmm. where he shoots Michael Myers out the balcony window and the look he gives to camera essentially when he looks down and sees Myers isn't there. That, yes. And that's what you end the movie on. And that's that's why he gets paid the probably medium bucks for this for this role. <laughs> yeah, he can't get paid a lot of bucks because the budget's only three hundred grand. So yeah. I didn't realize how low the budget was going into this. And like one of my first thoughts watching the movie was like, huh, I could have been an actor in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just people it's a lot of people they know that, that are just around. That it's makes a, a ton of sense. Yes. And when you were like, Oh, is this Jamie Lee Curtis? The first movie was like, Yeah, it's gotta be because the movie's three hundred grand, and I think they paid like almost a hundred grand for the camera. So, <laughs> all right, you yeah. get twenty dollars. You're having imagination for lunch. <laughs> yep, exactly. You're gonna picture it. Donald Pleasant's looking at the medium dollars. <laughs> oh, he gets a lunch. <laughs> he, he gets fifty dollars and a forty. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, but there were uh, speaking of him, I really like that he didn't die. Yeah. I would, I would, yeah. I felt like there was a lot of things this movie does that I don't know. I guess I don't want to say that it does differently because it's more like movies don't do it now. But I feel like that character normally he's dead. You know what I mean? Mm. The like the good natured, 
well, not good natured, but like the guy who is trying to help, you know what I mean? Who's coming oh. in. He, he has like info and he's, he's got the inside scoop and like, he's usually dead. Michael Myers kills him in like any other film. I yes. feel like. Yeah. Cause he's, he's the one guy who's actively looking for this person and is also refusing police help essentially. Like he's working with the sheriff, but he specifically tells him, no, don't, you know, scatter your men to search the neighborhood, which he probably should have. His reasoning yeah. was like, well, then they'll see him everywhere. And it's like, well, okay, yeah, well, but they'll also actually see him in the correct spot as well. Like, that's kind of a. Honestly, that's another thing that doesn't happen anymore is when the police officer dad comes back and is like, "You, I'm not going to waste my whole night or something like that. And he's like, oh, this is going to be on your hands. He's like, okay, you know what? On the off chance, you're right. Fine. I'll, we're, we're all in. And I was like, like normally the cops are immediately like no you're crazy and they're they're out you know what i mean yeah and in this one they're like no okay you're right we we, this we should follow up on this although his daughter gets murdered for his troubles (laughs) yeah i was like any money it was like this guy says like no we're not helping his daughter gets murdered i mean i know it was the 70s but i'm definitely concerned with the overall lack of concern that a the insane asylum had a bunch of people escape from it that presumably there's still three or four of them wandering around somewhere just and, wandering outside and b like yeah the police kind of respond but i feel like they should have already been aware that there was people that were potentially criminally yeah. dangerous like just wandering around places well this this place is 150 miles away oh okay Remember, they okay. mentioned that yeah, yeah, yeah. it's funny. 150 miles away he shouldn't know how to drive Yes. Um, but he was doing very well last night. Yes. Um, and I, what I like about Donald Pleasance's performance is, I don't know if this is just his general mood on set because he didn't want to be there, but he just like kind of doesn't have time for anyone in the way that you would imagine a doctor who has been telling everyone, don't let this guy out, don't transfer him. He doesn't deserve to go before some kind of panel that might release him. Um, and even now, like I have to convince this fucking like bumpkin ass sheriff yeah. in the middle of nowhere to fucking take this seriously. Uh, and it, if he's been doing this for 15 years, you kind of get like why he's just like, just do it. Like, <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, this, he, he calls ahead. They don't take him seriously. He's like your funeral, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> one you, thing, you totally understand why that guy would be like that. No, one thing that caught me by surprise in this movie. I thought when they're in the scene in the cemetery uh, that she had one of the flat stones <laughs> until they go in the bedroom and she has the full-size headstone. Yeah. And I was like, how did he carry this? He's very strong. He is, they make it clear he is inhumanly strong. But like, yes. when they show the whole dog, it was just like, oh, I just assumed she had one of those flat ones. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Full tombstone. Full tombstone. I mean, On he- the bed. He like really calmly lifts Bob up by his throat, right? And Bob, I mean, not that Bob was like a big guy. I did, I did like that. It's not like he's straining. (laughs) No, I did like that they were just like they didn't have to. They didn't explain it. They were just like, oh, he can. He's way stronger than everyone else. I don't know where I fell on that line. I think I like it, but you know today if they were making this movie again, there'd be like 30 minutes of like a a weird curse or like a lightning strike. Like funny (laughs) funny you should say that. Um, In Halloween, I think it's four, five, and six, which are not in the current continuity. It's revealed that he is... um, 
he gets his power through like this uh ritualistic witch coven <laughs> named like the black thorn coven or something like that see um, that's that's where i was going and yeah and then like, everyone and then everyone's like this sucks it's like I hate this. you <laughs> could make a cool backstory but nine times out of ten you're gonna get a weird witch coven giving yeah. them magic Paul, powers Paul Rudd's in one of those no way yeah i think he's in like halloween six <laughs> as like oh man look it's look out it's the witch coven <laughs> they've powered up michael again or whatever um you know as they've been doing <laughs> John Carpenter, because he likes money, is a producer on a lot of the sequels, but and certainly doesn't direct them, so they don't look as good and they don't make as much sense. <laughs> uh, and what he what he is attracted to throughout his filmography isn't what motivates this guy to be evil. Mm. Uh, it's just this guy is evil. That's it. He doesn't have any motivations. He just is evil. It's like a shark. He's just got dead eyes and he kills, mm. um, which isn't even really what sharks do, but they also swim and he doesn't swim. Well, we don't know that. Well, he's not supposed to be able to drive. Maybe he can swim. Yeah, <laughs> he was doing just fine. <laughs> he was swimming just fine last night. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's a moat around the insane. Well, he was swimming. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, I like that. He just picks Lori because she happens to go to his door, yeah. huh? Yes, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Because what Carpenter is interested in conveying, and Deborah Hill also wrote it, is that this is, and you're saying like it's not as scary now, but at the time, the horror movies that had been existing were either Extreme or Texas Chainsaw Massacre, down the middle of nowhere. This is brings it to the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, this is random. There's no reason that this happens to Annie and Bob and Linda. They're just there. Yeah, they have that. And they they talk were, they're about, in a house. It's not like it's, even though they were sneaking around, it's not like they were doing anything dangerous. They were doing what normal kids were probably doing the same night that this movie came out in whatever shitty suburb you're from mm-hmm. that you thought was safe. They had a little talk in school about fate or something. So I was just like, yes. oh, it's just bad luck. Yeah. <laughs> he just like, he saw you. Sorry. Yep. And maybe, maybe they remind him of his sister but it's never really like it doesn't even even on the way to the sanitarium. It's not like Loomis is talking to the nurse about he has hangups about sexuality or whatever. That's not part of it. Nope. I just assumed just he there. hated premarital sex and that just like <laughs> yeah. set him off. In <laughs> uh, some of the sequels, continuities, Lori is his sister. Interesting. Um, but also in some of the sequel continuities. They've each killed each other before, but they're both still alive. <laughs> All right. Uh, she's chopped his head off. Didn't matter. Mm. He's thrown her off a building. Didn't matter. Um, okay. <laughs> and uh, good amount of lore here. I do love that. Like, even if he can't die, it seems like no matter the severity, any wound will at least make him lay down for a good 10 seconds. Because <laughs> yeah. I would just follow him around yeah. with a really long stick. He walks slowly. I'd poke him. I'd wait for him to fall down. I'd go some more paces. Yeah. It's the one thing they did do that, or that movies still do today, is Lori just sucks. The knife. Oh. So bad. The knife. What? Her just, port- just take the knife yes. with you. She keeps putting it down. <laughs> she, 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 she keeps putting later. it down next to his body and yep. walking away and not yep. looking at what happened. I'm not going to watch him anymore. I'm sick of this. <laughs> so funny. So 
we, we can talk about some of the tropes that come out of this, but yeah, the main thing that I really like is just this kind of shattering of the suburban tranquility idea yeah. that you're safe in your, you know, white picket fenced homes. And the, I you're really not like the, the half the movie is stalking because yes. like, I feel like a lot of movies don't do that. And like, honestly, stalking is really fucking scary. Like when it really comes down to it, like yes. it's fucking creepy. Cause this is something fucking people just do. They just fucking stalk people. A lot of real murders are like, or like the real like serial killers that are like, you know, famous that there's like documentaries on and stuff like that. A lot of it is them like stalking their victims and shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, oh, like, I don't know. That was the thing that really like. Yeah. The, the Panaglide lets them do the camera movements that, mm-hmm. that mimic. You don't know if this is part of the language of the film or you don't know if you're in Michael's perspective again. Yes. Um, which I think is really good. And sometimes you can hear him breathing even when he's like not on screen. Or you just imagine you can, and that's like the trick that it's playing on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just so fucking. Good. I wasn't sure on the dates because I just recently watched the John Wayne Gacy confession uh, interview with a killer or whatever mm-hmm. in the Ted Bundy. But I was thinking that if those were probably before Halloween, they probably sparked maybe Don Carpenter's uh, ideas because those were just random crimes that just happened to random people. Yeah, they just got stalked and murdered. Yeah, I think that's that's way scarier than something you can logic your way out of being eligible for, right? Mm. Yes. Oh, that wouldn't happen to me. I don't do X, Y, Z. Exactly, yeah. Like, I'm not that scared of Jaws. I don't swim at beaches. Mm. Yeah. There's sharks in there. Are you yeah. crazy? I can go to a pool. Yeah. And even then, look first. Yeah. Uh, Just in case. That's the key. Just in case. Maybe yeah. it's an aquarium. Maybe you broke in sleepwalking. <laughs> you don't know. Uh, yeah, but no, just the kind of random, this guy just is evil. It's in the script. He's called the shape. Uh, he doesn't walk like, you know, he's got claws and he's lumbering or whatever. He's just walking. Mm. It's a very even gait. He just walks and it's so fucking scary. It's so creepy. Yeah. That's the worst that just the shot. I mean, there's so many notable shots in here, but when Lori has finally been confronted by him, she leaves the house. She goes to the neighbor who looks at her, turns the light on, closes the blinds, turns the light back off. Mm, um, which I think is also some of the point that Carpenter and these like young people are trying to make about yuppie homeowners, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that, you know, there's no, there's no like real community here. No one's actually helping each other. Uh, but maybe that's not what they're making, but I, you can certainly... Yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, I think even to this day, people wouldn't open their door. They'd probably just call the police for him, especially yeah. if you were screaming like that. They'd be like, nah, this is a trap. Even, I mean, I, it would have been better if they had. <laughs> and wouldn't they, I mean, wouldn't you at least like keep an eye out the window when she leaves and you see there's a guy with a big knife walking across the street after her and well, she's like pounding on the door? <laughs> like if I wasn't going to open the door, I would bare minimum immediately call the police and yeah, then probably try to keep an eye. It's not like I'd have my cell phone in my pocket. She'd have to actually go to wherever her phone was. And then right. Yeah, no, that's that. That's true. That's true. But yeah, those people were just like, not interested. Yeah. The, show, the fact <laughs> they shot the light. No, they turned on the light and then was like, mm, no. So just so you know, I did hear you, but that's going to be a no for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. And then fucking Tommy, it's like, Tommy, get to the door. 
<laughs> yeah, he's slow. Jeez. You've just been complaining about You saw this boogeyman all night, There's man. no way you're asleep, Tommy. You just went to bed 10 minutes ago. And now your babysitter's freaking out. You don't think the two things are connected? He's just like, oh, God, this bitch again. Fine. Give me a sec. Oh, no, don't worry. There's no boogeyman. See? See how it feels? Yeah, that's probably what he was saying. Like, <laughs> probably what he was saying. But yeah, they do so much. Um, okay, so the the last suburban uh, thing I wanted, the ending of the movie is perfect. The shots of just the different areas of the houses, of the street. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, wow, yeah, these are not, these aren't just places that like horror movies happen. These are just, this probably looks like your house. This probably looks like the place you're going to sleep tonight yep. after watching this movie. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> He could be anywhere. We don't know where he is. He could be on that staircase. Yep. He could be in that living room. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Perfect ending. The ending is wicked good. <laughs> yeah. It's so, so good. And I knew he wasn't going to be down there when he like looked down there, but I thought there was going to be more to the movie. I didn't think it'd just be that, like, it. the shot of, like, okay, here's all these nice places. Okay, see ya. Carpenter does not overstay his welcome. Yeah, I think he, he nails endings so much. Uh, at a higher rate than other people who make genre films like this. Uh, so good. The, my favorite of his ending is, or it's definitely the thing. Uh, yeah. I th- So he did do the thing and he also references the thing in Halloween. So th- his thing is a remake. It actually doesn't happen for a few years after this. Oh, okay. Um, so I think it's Tommy's watching the thing, the original the, one, the radio. Yeah. The radio. What was it? it RKO was a- radio productions, radio productions. There yep. you go. Yep. Um, and Lindsay, I think is watching forbidden planet, but they, I think Annie earlier in the movie, Nancy Loomis, who plays Annie mentions that there's an old horror movie marathon on. So that's Carpenter paying homage to the movies that he grew up watching. Mm. Like, like the thing, which is why he he remakes the thing. And it's, uh, that we're not doing that episode till October, but I'm very excited. That is when, when else are we going to mention it coming back to theaters for its 40th anniversary Mm. next month? I believe I would go see that. Um, which is, as this episode comes out this month, I think. So check check your local listings. I know how that one ends, actually. Um, okay. Well, I, you just said you really like that ending. I really like that. And ending. I know the ending, and I know it's a really good ending. Oh, I haven't seen it, so. Yep. No, no swims. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> I've had 40 years, please. He doesn't like, like, happy endings, as you can tell from this one, right? Mm. He likes, like unsettling <laughs> well so from what i know about the thing there's like a shape-shifting alien that jumps around oh, wait i don't know how that one ends actually i'm thinking something else oh but yeah great ending in this movie so good and i feel like slasher movies and stuff like that i feel like the endings are usually junk yeah the endings are usually junk the when you finally see the monster or whatever it kind of sucks once they take away that fear but like they found a way to make the unsettlingness, the fear in this movie uh, extend beyond the credits, which is really hard to do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> really hard to do. Um, yeah. No one necessarily wins. Lori doesn't really lose. Just all of her friends. It's kind of just ongoing, <laughs> which is the worst, right? Yep. It's not over. If she was dead, at least it'd be over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One thing we've kind of not really dug into yet, Jamie Lee Curtis has a career as like a scream queen after this movie. 
Uh, obviously does other movies too, does dramas, does action, but she is like a scream queen when they made that show scream Queens. She was like the big famous guest star that they got on when she gets into that mode just for the last like 15, 20 minutes or whatever. Uh, what did you make of her in that mode? I guess is what I'm more curious about. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked her, but I was just very frustrated at that point because I kept yelling at her to take the knife with her or yeah. stab him some more. <laughs> so good, I think that's kind of like what I kept focusing on. Yeah. Um, and I asked because one of the, one of the tropes that this reinforces or even starts is the final girl in slasher movies. There's a final girl. Yeah. Um, they're usually like very, uh, goody goody or virgins or she, pure in some way. She loved math and studying. Yeah. They made fun of um, her a bunch for that. They're like weak or whatever, but their innocence is what like carries them to the end. Uh, the people who have sex die first mm-hmm. or the comic relief guy dies first. All the stuff the cabin in the woods makes fun of. Yeah. Um, and of course, the thing with that is that Laurie Strode isn't really any of those things. She's just like awkward around boys, but that doesn't mean she's afraid of boys. No, she's just kind of busy. <laughs> right, yeah, she's, she's just got other shit going on. <laughs> she's got a packed schedule is all. Yeah. <laughs> she does tell her friend to to tell the boy that wanted to be interested in, in her to like take that back. So she yeah. she is a little standoffish she's on that front. More, I think I was more embarrassed yeah, like, yes. than, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, She's not helpless. She repeatedly attacks Michael when she has to. That's fair. Yeah. Um, which isn't necessarily what the trope is, but this is that idea of it. It's what starts it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's not like a def- her being single or whatever isn't like a defining characteristic of her character. Like yeah. so many uh, lesser imitations end up being. Yeah. But yeah, I liked her character too. I like that, like, I don't know, you... I hope she's getting paid a lot because she's a high quality babysitter too. Because she's like in she's the house, really like <laughs> I gotta like get these kids somewhere safe is priority number one. You know what I mean? You go in yeah. here, you lock the door, and like she's trying to like I, I don't know. And then she's like, "You guys get the fuck out of the house now. I'll here's stay a, in here with the murderer." Here's what you're gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> here's the play. She gives them simple directions that they are able to follow, even though they're only like eight years old or whatever. Yeah, high quality babysitter. The other babysitter is like, "You guys, my friends, come on over, have sex in these people's bed." If I happen to not be there, just come in anyway. Yeah, that's that's one thing that stood out to me this time is that I always forget. It's like, Linda wasn't even the babysitter at that house. No. It was an unrelated thing. And she didn't it's, care that Annie wasn't there. It's really weird. It's really weird. Yeah. That's what I just kept thinking was like... Would have been very confusing for those parents to come back home. <laughs> My child and the babysitter aren't here. These strangers are... And they're banging. <laughs> oh, I like the aftermath. Like, all right, so my kid and the babysitter gone. Three dead teens in the room in somebody's tombstone. Like, what, <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I, I also love that that sequence because there's no, there's nothing so far you've seen of Michael Myers that makes you think he has a flair for the theatrical. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 no. We saw him wearing the bed sheet. <laughs> yes, that's true. So at that point, that, that's a good point. That's, that scene that, was really funny. Honestly. That is the point that I wrote 
that note down on actually was that. Yes. And then from then on, he's like the fucking Joker for a little bit. Yes. Um, just like setting up bits. Yeah. Cause that really was like a bit. Cause he's he's got the guy's That's, glasses on too. He's got Bob's glasses on over the bed sheet. Yeah, he there was planning. Yeah, like oh, the, if I wear the glasses, she'll be more convinced on Bob. Uh, yeah. So so that is a pretty famous scene too. Did you know about that one? No. No. No idea. That's that's cool when that happens. Then yeah, and that's another interesting uh, kill because it's again not, he doesn't stab her; he chokes her out again. Yeah, and, I, and then and the, the friend thinks she's called her while she's like, banging. Again, just why this is so tight and so much smarter is that set up earlier. When it happens earlier, it's a red herring fake out of something creepy happening because it's just the chewing sounds. And it turns out that was the friend. Yeah. And this sign, and this time it's a fake out in the other direction for Lori, even though you as a viewer know what's happening the whole time. I do. I do love her logic. Like, Oh, another screaming for your life prank. Nice try. Well, she thinks she's banging. Yeah, because oh, it's just sexist. moaning noises come through the phone. Because she's going like, yeah, yeah. And she th- she doesn't even realize it's Linda either. She thinks it's Annie. Oh, right, right. Uh, yeah. So it's just it's just a perfect, you know, it just works in every direction and in a bunch of different fact uh, ways. It's so cool. I do love Annie's death scene. I think that was my favorite g- character death I've seen in a while. <laughs> yeah. And she kind of freezes her face like yes, that. Yes, yes. Yeah, she goes against the glass. Again, finding out oh, it's a 300K budget. Yeah, like, I was going to say, washes so. away a lot of... Uh, low budget horror month, right? Yeah. 300 grand on this movie. Not the cheapest we're going to cover. They did a lot with 300 grand, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I know what we already mentioned, they spent, like, almost a third of that on their camera. I think that was wicked smart. That was probably the, yeah. what made the movie, was <laughs> spending all that money yep. on the camera, right? Because literally made the movie. Yes, it literally made. I think the that's movie. what made the movie too. Yes, <laughs> it's the camera. But like all their best scenes and stuff came from having that fancy camera. Yeah, like I, they were really smart with that. Yeah. And then, obviously, they saved a lot of money by casting these kids. Basically, no names and people they knew. Yes. And, and like Nick Castle is just hanging out and they're like, you put the mask on, you're Michael Myers now. Yes. And he like still shows up. Technically in the new movies, he's in, I think, one scene. So they can say that he's in the movie. Oh, yep. They can say like it's the original Michael Myers. So like you said, like some of the death scenes, like they're a little like off because you've got such... I think it's it, it's a choice though. I, I don't have a problem with it. I think I it's really cool. Especially I prefer to like, it to just seeing like you know someone getting hacked up. I prefer oh, to yeah. that, and uh, like you're got to spend your money some way, and I think that was like the best way to make a a low budget like this work was go cheaper on the actors, spend the money on like the camera and like mm-hmm. I don't know things that are gonna really make the movie. Yeah, maximizing what's gonna be like the highest leverage difference <laughs> to yes. upgrade, right? <laughs> Exactly. What's going to move the needle to mo- the most to spend the extra on? Cool fucking movie. Um, another thing that I'm curious, did you guys know about the head tilt scene where he kills Bob? And then he kind of no. just like does that. That was really good. Yeah, that's probably the the one image that gets pulled from this movie the most is the head tilt thing, mm. which uh, I always, th- I thought of differently actually because they're actually asking Nick Castle about it in 
the mm-hmm. Netflix docuseries that we keep referencing. And he says it's like some like an artist admiring their work. I always think of it more as just like a kid who doesn't understand what he's looking at more. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. He's, I, like, he's like, he doesn't like, he's curious. I was thinking he was like surprised that he stayed stuck to the wall after <laughs> he got kind of, stabbed. He's kind of just like, what's uh, going on with that? I didn't uh, think that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Figured he'd like slide down or if like fall off, but no, he's just, he's just stuck I, to that wall. I thought it, when I saw it, that was, my thought was the same as what Nick Castle says. I thought it was yeah. him being like, hmm, you know, like, oh. Uh, like good it, one. <laughs> this is a pretty good one. I, I like the way this came out, kind of thing. Yeah. Like I like how the stab complemented the choke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. More like you know he didn't know exactly how the whole thing was gonna play out, and he's like it kind of being like, oh wow, this is I like how all this this went. I can see that, and he, <laughs> which is kind of real fucked up. <laughs> yeah, there's um, <laughs> you, you saying like, oh, I thought he'd like the the weight of his body would push it him like all the way down the knife. Yeah. Um, there, there is a scene that kind of does something like that in men that is just now in my mind. And yet another image that's just like, oh, fuck. Um, that is very different from the the bloodlessness of this movie. Yeah. This See, I wouldn't have liked this movie if it was like No. That. No, yeah, I'm glad you're on this one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I liked a lot of the decisions they make. Honestly, the way they make Michael look, once again, cheap, right? Yeah. It, 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 they put a jumpsuit on him in one mask, right? Yeah, but there's something about him. I yeah, I like. I think it it might go with that. Like this, the this could be anybody kind of thing. This could happen anywhere. This is just a guy, right? He's he's he looks like a normal like that. You know what I mean? He looks like he'd be a delivery man, yeah, right? He doesn't <laughs> even really need to wear a mask. He could just be a regular person. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. What, I mean, guys- anyone can put on a, a creepy mask. You know what I mean? And yeah, what did you guys think of the part where his mask comes off? Oh, that was weird. I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. I thought it was kind of unnecessary, to be honest. Yeah. I didn't have like a huge hankering to like see what his face looked like. That I, That's one of those things that I don't know how apocryphal it is, but they, they claim in the original run of the movie in the 70s when that happened, it was like the most scared anyone was. They were like, oh, fuck. And if you if you like pause it, it's just like a normal guy's face and they kind of fuck up his eye a little bit because... Because Lori poked him in the eye in the closet. Yeah, I noticed that. But it's just a normal face. Yeah, <laughs> I I liked that. Um, I didn't. I mean, like it's hard to know how it would have felt at the time, but like obviously I didn't think it was particularly scary. But I I just liked that scene because I liked that he rushes to get the mask back on mm. because yes. it's and that's that's what gives Lori the the space to get away so Loomis can shoot him. Yes, because it's I don't know. It's just interesting too because like he's like a. Uh, you know, he's a mental patient and that's like a, I don't know, it's just interesting to me that's like, oh, he's got to have the mask on to kill people. Like, he needs the mask on. Mm-hmm. It's important to him because like, yeah. it, it, he could be killing without the mask. It, it doesn't matter if Lori sees him. It doesn't matter if, if Loomis sees him. You know what I mean? Right. But he still needs to pull that mask back on to like, yeah. continue his thing. I'm glad he killed his sister. He killed mask, his sister with the mask on too. That, so I was just like, oh, that's kind of cool. The truck driver that he stole the overalls from, maybe he like, Held his hands in yeah. front of his face or something, but who knows? Yeah, that, that was off screen. But I guess technically he did kill that guy without a mask. I'm glad you said that though, because my thought of it before was that it was just kind of unnecessary. Like I didn't understand why they like like mask, no mask. It doesn't make a difference. Like his Damn. face, mask face. But like from his perspective, it yeah, makes a difference. yeah. There's really there's something cool. going on that that's like part of it. Whether it's him 
putting on a mask to disassociate, maybe, or and it, or I like it too because like it doesn't tell you exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say it's more it's it's nice too because now like they give you no background on this character other than like he hasn't talked fifteen years, killed his sister when he was a kid. They don't say like this was his diagnosis. Mm. They don't tell you anything. So when this happens, now yeah. I'm like. Oh, you know, he needs the mask. Like it, yeah. it it's he's he's two people maybe, and like oh, you start to yeah. fill in these like ideas. Like oh, you know what I Again, mean. Again, your your imagination is free. They it's don't free. Have, they don't have to pay for you to think and, of interesting things. And maybe they, and decide on whatever the most interesting option is for you. Exactly. Oh, I'm sending him an invoice. He's made the money now. He can reimburse me. And maybe they had an idea in mind when that happened, like why he does that. But they could have just been like. They might have honestly just been like, we'll have him do this. He wants the mask on. Why he wants the mask on, we'll let them decide. <laughs> because Lori needs to get away. I mean, we'll let them decide. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I did I, I did like that. I forgot about that, actually, though. That, that, that happened. Yeah. Yeah, I was, like, a lot more surprised at this movie than I expected. I'd be, like I said, this is, like, the, the first slasher. Like, this is where, where it all started for the most part, right? Well... Is Psycho like a... Uh, well, yeah. Psycho's the 60s. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre's before this. Mm-hmm. A thing... So this is Halloween. Uh, the mo- a movie Black Christmas is before this. That often is like, well, they kind of did this sort of yeah. thing first. Yeah. But a lot but this of this... Is the one that pops pe- off. Yeah. That like a lot of stuff is stolen from it. And it's weird because I feel like it is still a lot different than the things that have stolen from it. And it's better. Like, you'd think all these things are stealing from it would improve upon it somewhere. And I don't know if they really do. Because, like I said, I did not expect it to be so far in before, like, he's killing people. And it's still wicked creepy. I didn't know about him, like, wearing the bed sheet and stuff. And I, like, you know what I mean? That was really, like, just caught me by surprise. Like, you'd think I would have known that. I don't know. There was just... It, I feel like the level of horror they've been able to bring to movies has stayed constant. It's just the level of like, how fucked up are you or how long will it stick with you or like how much shock value you initially get from it that's gone up and up and up, you know? Mm-hmm. I Obviously, too, their little music was good. Yeah. Very simple. Very effective. Yeah. Um, One thing, too, I liked, and it's another thing that they don't explain why... When she yells, speed kills or whatever, and he stops the car, right? I don't know why that scene, like, really just stuck with me. Because I, I was like, is he about to fucking get out of the car? Or is he going to, like, back up? Yeah. And, like, stare them down in the mask? Like, I was like, what is going on right now? Like, why did he stop the fucking car? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I was like, he can't just kill them right now. No. Like, he can't come out of the car right now. So that was, like, a weird scene. And they're like... It's kind of tense, too, because they're waiting to see what's happening. I'm waiting to see what's going to happen. Yep. And then he just drives off. Yeah. Nothing I hate more than a guy in a car who can't take a joke. Whatever he says. It's like, what does that mean? How often does that come up? (laughs) (laughs) She yells at passing cars a lot. Yeah. She seems the type. We, We all knew one of them in high school. That girl yelling at cars. Uh. So on the on the sequels, all the different things that have been remade of Carpenters throughout. I think when we were in high school, a Fog remake came out. They've obviously keep making Halloweens, and uh, he's become kind of this sort of uh, content curmudgeon Lee figure. He he's mostly just about his music now. He he does tour a little bit and plays music. I know um, he's still 
is doing um, like the the most recent Stephen King adaptation that just came out a week or two ago, Firestarter. I think Carpenter does the music for, (laughs) even though he didn't make the first version of it or anything. wasn't involved. They were just like, hey, Carpenter, you want to make this music? He's like, I'll do something scary. Whatever. But yes, I'll... Aside from The Thing, he does his own music in his movies. Uh, and then The Thing, Ennio Morricone, who I think just died last year or the year before, he essentially is just aping John Carpenter in The Thing, or maybe Carpenter redid some of it and didn't use all of it, supposedly. So Carpenter does his own music, and it is good. Uh, and that's what he's touring now. Throughout his career, he's been asked about remakes, sequels, whatever, and one of his quotes about it that I can't find anywhere is uh, anytime, like, I don't really care, but anytime they're making one of my movies again, the the weirdest thing happens. I open my hand and a check falls into it. Uh, <laughs> and a- asked about the most recent Halloween versions. He said, I love it if they're going to pay me money. <laughs> uh, if they pay me, it's wonderful. If they don't pay me, I don't care. I think it's unfair if they don't pay me. I think everyone should pay me. Why not? I'm an old guy now and I need money. Send me money. Uh, Good for him. Yeah. So he hangs out. He plays Xbox. Um, I know he's he's somehow both a Warriors and Bucks fan because he was he's 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 been tweeting about like go Warriors and when the Bucks were playing the Celtics, he was always happy when the Bucks won, which was like, come on, John, be cool. Um, so I guess he's happy because the Warriors just made the finals again. Uh, anyway, uh, anything else we want to talk about? Dean Cundy's the director of photography on this. Dean Cundy's great. They don't mention this bizarrely, even though Dean Cundy's there in the next Netflix docuseries episode. Uh, he would go on to make very famous movies. He's the director of photography on, oh, I don't know, Jurassic Park. Oh, which uh, in, in which uh, he figures out how to construct and light the scene that definitely scared me the most as a kid. He had to figure out all the reflection shit with the velociraptors in the kitchen mm. in Jurassic Park, which must have been really hard to do. <laughs> anyway, who framed Roger Rabbit? He gets him an Academy Award nomination. He does all the Back to the Future movies. Um, he's got a good resume. Yeah, they don't mention that in the Netflix thing. Huh. <laughs> Even though he's there. It's like, pay, pay the man some respect. <laughs> He's right there. Uh, he did Camp Rock, Disney Channel. <laughs> Put that one at the bottom of the resume, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, anything else? Yeah. I like that they mentioned in that docu-series that they only had three pumpkins because it was <laughs> the spring and they couldn't get pumpkins. Yeah. And also, I'm I mean, impressed that they got three. It's yeah. filmed in California and in such certain shots you can see palm trees in the background. <laughs> They had one bag of leaves that they had to spread around, then rake up and move to the next setup. It's funny you say that because I was looking at the suburb and I was like, wow, Iowa or Idaho looks nice. And then it took me like a little bit and I was like, wait, there's there's no reason why this would have to be Idaho whatsoever. This could be literally anywhere. But yeah, California. Just just to save you from all all our vociferous reply guys who want to correct you, it's Illinois. Yeah. But it's same... As the movie would probably argue, same difference. It can it can happen anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, boom, boom, boom. But yeah, so they got three pumpkins, and they said they got some gourds, which they painted orange. <laughs> yeah, had to. Uh, one one other thing: the scene after the closet 
where he's laying on the ground in the background and she's in the door frame and you can see him behind her. You guys were never like wrestling fans, right? No. That's an that's an undertaker move. He pretends he's like knocked out and then he sits up. Oh. Yeah, that's just directly this. Oh. Yeah. Just just one to one this. Does he wear a weird mask too? He doesn't wear a mask, but he's he's like his whole thing is he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's his gimmick, except for briefly in the early thousands, his gimmick was biker. Interesting. And then he went back to dead. Mm. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for someone to do a very bad joke because I had a bit, <laughs> but know. no one did a bad joke that, that our, we all like didn't laugh at. Our jokes are all good. I actually think we were pretty serious this episode. <laughs> I think we I, were. I I had a joke of like when the babysitter was stuck in the the shed that this is where the I'm stuck porn started. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I when she was stuck there, I immediately thought the same thing. Like, Help me, Michael, I'm stuck. <laughs> Help me, step murderer. Why? I'm, I'm glad you went there too. <laughs> Why does she immediately get naked when she gets butter on her clothes? She's it babysitting. On, it was on all her clothes. She's just like immediately like, oh, I have to get naked. Right here in the kitchen. She's I'm watching like, well, like we, a eight-year-old. I mean, you know, those parents aren't coming back and clearly until like 8 a.m. the following day. <laughs> so he's like, well, I can't spend the rest of the night in butter clothes. I'll immediately get naked and then I'm just going to wear a shirt. I'm going to go I'm gonna go to the neighbor's house next in just this shirt. In just this shirt. It's a long shirt. It was a long shirt. And extremely long mustard-colored st- socks. Uh, say so say your joke again but then no one laugh uh when i was watching the babysitter get stuck in the shed i was thinking like is this where the i'm stuck porn came from (laughs) that is awesome perfect i'm glad we finally have a slide whistle so i have a game for tonight Uh, first, it's it is related to this. Uh, first, though, I, uh, for our listeners, this uh, it does say late to the movies on it. It's merch; you can buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> I have no idea if the mic's gonna pick it up or not. But <laughs> the entire game is based around me playing slide whistle for a long time. Awesome. <laughs> so we'll see. So I feel bad Ray's going to miss out on this one because uh, we can only do it once because there's not enough material to ever do it again. Um, anyway, before we get to any extracurricular activities, let's give this a rating out of five on a scale of your choosing. Who wants to go first? I'm going to give it, um, I'll give it four and a half out of five dead babysitters. Okay. <laughs> nice. Um. Yeah, I'll give it four. Bit. <laughs> I'll give it four live babysitters. I don't know what the conversion is, but we'll let the viewers at home figure it out. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. Oh man, what's a funny one? <laughs> I can't think of. I wanted to do it out of pumpkins, but I felt like I had to do it out of three. <laughs> if I did it out of pumpkins, yeah. Uh, I'd give it uh, three pumpkins and a gourd, <laughs> painted orange. Uh, yeah, I'll give it five boogeyman out of five. Wow, five yeah. boogeyman out of five. Uh, this is a perfect movie. <laughs> uh, our, our game tonight, bringing back a classic that we've never done before. I'm going to play the theme song from a movie 
and you have to tell me what movie it is. Oh, Jesus. Uh, that's right. It's time once again for John Williams. More like, damn, Whistleums. <laughs> I've never been more proud of myself. Uh, and just a, an important caveat, I cannot play the slide whistle. Very bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's better. Uh, and a second additional caveat, utter, uh, a corollary to the caveat, I don't want to wake up your daughter. I just slide whistle. I can't imagine that. I'll be sorry. Um, so if you don't play it loud, it's very hard to make it sound like anything. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Um, and then, and then an amendment to the corollary. I don't know if this is even going to sound like anything on the mic. Well, might, viewers at home, you these might are, not get to listen. These are vocal mics, so uh-huh. it sounds okay. I'm like I'm in my headphones. Like I don't know. Um, He's a pro. And then another additional uh, corollary. Um, I don't remember all the songs that well. And I will probably be trying to find the pitch as I'm going. It will probably, it'll make sense in my mind, but it might not make sense to you whether or not I'm currently playing the song or trying to find the pitch. <laughs> That's fine. That's, it makes it better. I'm so bad at music, I'm not going to know any of these. All right. So uh, once again, we're going to play John Williams. More like, damn, whistleums. I've got nine of these, and there's two of you, so that works out. How this will go is I'll play it. If you think you've got it, um, maybe raise your hands. Just yell it. Speed. Yeah, but like, what if I want to keep playing? I don't want you to yell it and give it away. Oh, okay, okay. I want to at least do like a few seconds. So if there's yeah. one that you like know immediately, raise your hand, and then whoever raised first, I'll like you get the chance at it. And this is like the theme song for a movie. From a movie, yes. I tried to pick like pretty big ones. Um, not all, but a many, many of these are John Williams scores, if that helps you at all. Ooh. So, yeah. Okay. Pick a number between one and nine. Start with Robbie. Four. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I know this one. Greg, you got it first. Halloween. It's Halloween. Yes. Greg's up. Damn. Seven. Okay. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I hate you. Greg, Greg, Star Wars. Yeah, it's Star Wars. I quit. You suck, I quit in protest. Uh, Robbie, pick it. I don't want to. One. Okay. Do you mean to keep going? No, no. I, I can guess. Yeah. Is it Mission Impossible? It is Mission Impossible. Uh, we've got six left. Greg's up three nothing. Mm. I technically raised my hand first on that one, but I put it down. I was going to guess Mission Impossible. Too. Oh. oh, did you? Yeah. I was really locked in. I put it back down, so I wasn't yeah. going to. I would have enforced it if I hadn't put it back down, but. 
Okay. Uh, you, your turn to pick, Greg. Four. Can't do that one. Ready to four. Five. <laughs> okay. Killer performance, but I don't know what it is. Um, should I give hints? It's no fun if no one guesses it. Yeah, give give, give us a hint. Um, like maybe uh, it was the one I was uh, concerned about confusing with Mission Impossible. James Bond. Yes. <sighs> I wouldn't have gotten it. I don't. I, I haven't watched enough James Bond. Yeah. I'm trying to get the da 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 da. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, pick one. Uh, nine. <laughs> this one was a joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna get this one. <laughs> Someone out there might have because it was perfect. Uh, no, I have no idea. I can give a hint. Yeah, I was gonna say give give some hints. Okay. Um, it is from a TV show. Okay. Featured in some movies. The TV show. What do you think? Mash. No. The TV show features characters who starred in a movie we've done that Robbie was not on the episode of. The TV show features characters from a movie we've done. Yes. What kind of TV show is it? Variety. Doesn't help me at all. Uh, currently on Disney Plus, though they're very old episodes. Um, I don't think I'm going to get it. The most recent movie featuring these characters also had Ray Liotta in it. The characters are puppets. <laughs> really? Muppets? <laughs> Uh, the Muppet Show. Oh. Huh. Like I said, that one was put in, so there was an odd number. <laughs> well, neither of us got it. Neither of you got it. So it's still three, Greg, Robbie, one. Um, you have two, three, six, or eight to pick from. Two. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> What do you got? Jaws. It's Jaws. I've been waiting since this game started. I was like, if I'm only getting one, it's Jaws. Uh, that puts Greg up by three with three left. Oof. Three, six, and eight remain. Go six. Okay. This is me finding the pitch. Don't worry about this part. Yeah, okay. Ready? Okay, I'm ready now. <laughs> Jaws 2. <laughs> I 
Pink Panther. It is the Pink Panther. Oh, nice. I wouldn't have had it. Greg with four, Robbie with two. I just need one fucking more. (laughs) And you get the slide whistle. (laughs) It's used. Um, Three or, I believe, eight. Eight. Okay. I can't think of any more movies that I know the theme song for. Okay. Ready? Yep, ready. performance too thank you titanic not quite man your guests are really good i don't know what it is um okay uh we've mentioned it in this episode friday the 13th no we didn't mention that in this episode no we haven't (laughs) it is a john williams score to a spielberg movie jurassic park yes Mm hmm all right, it was the last one anyway. That should have been an easy one. That should have been an easy one. Was it that bad? I guess no, Ben just sucks. Good. Good. No, it's good. Okay. Uh, and this is the last one. Greg can't be caught, but I prepared all these, so. Okay. Yeah, there it is. Indian Jones. Yeah. They just put out the first uh the first promotional still from the new one. The what? It looks pretty cool, actually. <laughs> They're going uh, back to the well. Uh, Harrison Ford's already been grievously injured once in the making of the movie. He, he's he's a skeleton now in this one. I think I think he legit like fell down and broke his leg. Um, are they going to be like finding Bigfoot in this one? Like, what's the where are they going? I don't know. I don't believe Shia LaBeouf is in this one. <laughs> well, I'm out. Uh, so you know. Wow, I knew like the the music for way more movies than I thought. Yeah, like I said, I think those are all the ones I could hope that like our friends would be able to recognize so i don't know if we could ever play this game again but i had fun yeah, yeah that good. was a really good one uh greg wins john williams more like damn whistleums <laughs> i can't even <laughs> very proud of that <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> i'm glad you are too i assume that's what you're implying um of course all right and i believe the average score for halloween we're giving it a 4.5 uh same rating yep. that we gave Guardians, yep. I think, which ties it at the top. Avengers is just below it with like a four point two seven five. But you can't you can't do that on Letterboxd. I should have mentioned when we were doing that bit. Uh, the late to the movies Letterbox you can find at late number two the movies. Yep, that's that's the whole title on Letterboxd. <laughs> I'm systematically going through and recording all the movies we've done and what scores we've given them. Hmm. Pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, I like that. I'm enjoying it. Uh, And so this month, Halloween in June, we're doing low-budget horror. We're starting with its namesake, Halloween, going to Wes Craven and Nightmare on Elm Street. Then 
Blair Witch Project, and then Get Out. All different budgets, but all different facets of low-budget filmmaking that I feel like will be fun to explore. Hmm. And also horror. We don't do a lot of horror on this podcast, and now it's time. <laughs> mm-hmm. One thing I was thinking about is the horror movies we have done all have spawned either huge amounts of conspiracy theories or uh, like The Shining mm-hmm. or have, you know, volumes and volumes of books written about them. Mm. Uh, just something about horror, I guess. It'll Sil- leave a legacy for sure. Yeah. This movie, Halloween, Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. The Shining. Uh, we got to get into junkier horror that people don't like write theses about. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Instagram, late to the movies underscore podcast. You can find us on Gmail, late to the movies at gmail.com. You can go on T Public, buy a shirt with Greg's face on it. Big deep breath. Follow and subscribe and rate and review all of the different words that all the different podcast platforms are using Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts. Who knows? Who knew? <laughs> Uh, pod beans. <laughs> I yes, know someone uses pod beans. That one's not real. I think it's just pod bean, but it's funnier to say the plural of bean always. It is, yeah. Uh, so all you pod beans listeners out there, this is a shout out for you. Sounds like a Java product. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of does. Uh, th- uh, thanks guys. Stay, stay spooky. See ya. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say get the whistle. <laughs> I hope you don't edit any of that so it's like clearly like a, a gap where we fucked up. <laughs> I think it's funnier that way. I do too. I do too. <laughs>